dear friend, welcome one more time to another Bible study here from Victory Church. My name is Gian and I am very happy to be with you sharing the Word of God from Odessa, Texas. I say hello to you. Thank you for watching and connecting. This evening I'm going to read for you the chapter 25th from the prophet Isaiah. It's a very interesting chapter. It has many things, so we are going to start reading in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So, here we go. Isaiah 25th, chapter 25th, Isaiah 25. Lord, you are my God. I honor you and praise your name because you did amazing things. The words you said a long ago are completely true. Everything happened exactly as you said it would. And you destroyed the city that was protected by strong walls. Now it is only a pile of rocks. The foreign palace has been destroyed. It will never be rebuilt. That is why powerful nations will honor you, powerful people from strong cities will fear you. You have been a safe place for poor people in trouble. You are like a shelter from floods and shade from the heat when powerful men attack. They are like rain streaming down the walls that protect us from the storm. Like the heat of summer in a dry land, the angry shouts of those foreigners brought us to our knees. But like a thick cloud that blocks the summer heat, you answered their challenge. This is the version, easy to read version that I am reading for you. Now I am in verse 6. The Lord Almighty will give a feast for all the people on this mountain. At the feast there will be the best foods and wines. The meat will be good and tender the wine pure and clear. But now there is a veil covering all nations and people. The veil is called death, but death will be destroyed forever. And the Lord God will wipe away every tear from every face. In the past, all of his people were sad, but God will take away that sadness from the earth. All of this will happen because the Lord said it would. At that time, people will say, Here is our God. He is the one we have been waiting for. He has come to save us. We have been waiting for our Lord. So we will rejoice and be happy when He saves us. The Lord's power is on this mountain. And Moab will be defeated. The Lord will trample the enemy like someone walking on a straw in a pile of waste. They will reach out their arms to escape like someone trying to swim. But their pride will sink, which each stroke they take. He will destroy their high walls in safe places he will throw them down into the dust on 
the ground. This is the reading for this Bible study from Odessa, Texas, my friend. I'm saying hello to you. Welcome. Thank you for joining us this evening. It is a privilege for me to be here with you, and I'm going to enjoy a sip of my delicious coffee. I hope you are having a good time this day. Mm. The prophet Isaiah, one man that was special, he was selected by our good Lord with very special reasons. There are many things that he prophesied, many things. And you probably know something about the famous chapter 53, 54. Those chapters are tremendous chapters talking about the Lord Jesus. Isaiah chapter 11 as well. And many other areas of the whole book of Isaiah are powerful. Very powerful when he is talking about the future of Israel, the future of God's people. Not just, my friends, back then, but now, in these days, currently, if you like. The good Lord always wants to protect his people. But when you are talking about protection, you have to see that there are two angles to this situation. Like in any movie, you have to have a protagonist and an antagonist. Same thing happens with God's people. Same thing happens with God. He is the good one, the creator, the loving one. But there is an enemy, Satan, darkness, the evil, always trying to do what is wrong, always trying to, to do bad things to people. The Lord Jesus spoke about him and said in John chapter 10, verse 10, that he, the bad one, Satan, the devil, the serpent, he will come to kill, steal, and destroy. The Lord Jesus said, but I have come to give you life in an abundant life. Because there are always two sides when there is attacks. And if you are talking about protection, of course, living in that uh, atmosphere, godly atmosphere that you might live in, the atmosphere where I live in, serving God every day of my life, like you probably do. You pray every day. You go to the Lord in prayer constantly, asking Him, please help me, please heal me, please guide me, please provide for me, etc. You, you say your prayer, right? You, you talk to the good Lord. You are hoping to see great things in your life, not just for you, but your loved ones, people that you care for. But you know that in order to have that protection, there, is, there has to be an enemy. And sometimes people don't want to see that. You know, to be honest, even in our country today, here in the United States of America, we are the good ones in the world. We need to be protected. From whom? Well, from the bad ones, from the bad guys, because there are people that are bad and evil in the world. You are one of those who live right, I hope. You like to hear from God. You worship the Lord. 
you serve him. You do many things in order to, to be okay with the Lord and to do things right. But in order to be protected, you have to be aware that there is an enemy. At the beginning of this chapter, Isaiah is talking about a song to praise God. And he begins this chapter saying, you have done amazing things. Every day of your life, you have to think of the great things the Lord has done for you. And it's amazing when you take your time to remember what the Lord has done for you. If every day you take a few minutes just to look around, just to think about what has happened in your life in the last five years, <laughs> even further, if you think about your whole life, how the Lord has, has helped you all your life to where you are right now, His mercy, His compassion, His provision, His healing, His love, you will be amazed and you will say, Lord, I sing to you with all of my heart for the great things you have done. Amazing things you have done. Oh, Lord. That's the beginning of the chapter. But then Isaiah takes us to another point, which is when he's talking about death. How we, the people of God, eventually overcome death. And you know that biologically speaking, physically speaking, our bodies are not going to last forever. We believers, we human beings, especially now that we are facing the reality of health crisis or any other problems that put our lives in danger, we realize how fragile our lives are indeed. But that is part of God's plan for you, that you, for a few decades, will be on earth to fulfill a purpose, a divine purpose that has to do with your own self, discovering God, for your family, and for the people that you were assigned to do certain things. But eventually, we are going to, to die physically, the body, is going to stop working, our heart, our brain, stuff like that, totally cease to work. And in that moment is when the transition will happen to us believers going to heaven. If you wonder what will happen with the ones that are not believers, let me tell you it is not pleasant. Because remember, in all the stories, there is a good one and there is a bad one. There is heaven and there is hell. You as a believer, and you know the scripture teaches us that for those who believe in Jesus as the Son of God and believe with all of our hearts and we declare that He is our Lord, we have access to eternal life. You are eternal. I am eternal. I am already eternal. My body might cease to exist, to stop working, but I am not my body. My body is just, uh, if you like, the instrument is what contains myself. But my true self, my spirit, my soul is already eternal by faith in Jesus. What about you? Because if you don't have that certainty, the Holy Spirit is not 
living inside of you, giving you the certainty that you have eternal life, that you are going to be in heaven, my friend, you better start there. Making things right with Lord, with the Lord. And how do you do that? By confessing in His presence that you are a sinner. And just admit and say, Lord, God, I don't understand much about this, but I really need your forgiveness. You give your life to the Lord. You confess your sins before God. And suddenly the miracle of salvation will happen to you. And you will experience the salvation of, of your soul. The redemption of your soul, your life. And you will live forever in the presence of God. Whenever your body ceases to exist and it stops working, you will be in a transition to heaven, like all believers, until the day will come when the Lord Jesus will come back on earth, to earth, leading his angels to establish his kingdom forever with the new Jerusalem and many other things that is not what I need to speak about today. Just to give you an idea, once you are a believer, you are going to experience that certainty in your heart that you are eternal, that you are going to heaven. There is nothing to fear. But Isaiah talks here in this chapter 11 about death, because now through the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus, we conquer death as well like he did for us. We are conquerors and more than conquerors. Why is that? Because he already won the victory for us. But later in this chapter 25, now Isaiah is talking about other things which are attacks and he mentions something about walls and cities that are not going to be rebuilt things of that kind, and especially talks about the enemy trying to attack God's people, that they will not succeed. Actually, their pride will be the reason of their disaster and their defeat. How important, my friend, is that you keep yourself humble in the presence of God. As a believer, you receive that glorious experience of your salvation, the redemption of your soul. You feel suddenly re-energized. You are now absolutely sure that you are going to heaven, that you are a blessed one and you walk by faith and you say your declarations and, and you know that even if there is attacks around you, like Psalm 91 declares, that he will send his angels to protect us. Well, that is what Isaiah is talking here about how the enemy can attack you and yet you will overcome. But there is an issue there with pride that you need to take into consideration because we believers can make that mistake. At some point we can feel so victorious. We just feel so comfortable knowing that we are blessed and suddenly instead of keeping our trust in, in our faith and in our hope in the name of Jesus. We put that trust, that faith, that hope in stuff, in ourselves. And we suddenly, we can start putting our eyes somewhere else but the good Lord God Almighty. That's a mistake. 
pride comes as a result of not acknowledging our situation as creation of God, children of God, and especially servants of God. How important it is for us to serve. How important it is for us to admit that we are here to serve. How do you think people can be saved if it's not because somebody shares the good news with them about our Lord Jesus? The preaching of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, which we preachers do today in social media and all those channels online, plus the TV in general, radio, podcasts, books, audiobooks, and all those strategies that I I believe that we, continue, we need to continue using for the glory of God. The, the preaching of the gospel is necessary, and we will continue doing But let me tell you that you play a very important part in reaching out to the community. And do you know how can you be effective? Is when you keep humble. Because you are blessed. You don't have big needs now. You have your needs taken care of. You are happy. You are a happy camper. You are okay. Things are going well for you and your family, your loved ones. All that is fantastic. But my friend, you have to be very careful of not making the mistake that suddenly you lose your humility. The enemy should do that is what they do they they are deceived they believe that uh, their pride and their strength and their skills and their schemes themselves are going to be the reason why they win why they will conquer us and defeat us they would do that that's great they will fail but when we believers make the same mistake of removing our trust, faith, and hope that it was initially on the Lord, and then suddenly we refocus on ourselves, oof, the price to pay is way too high. How can you keep humble, my friend? Keep serving the Lord. Keep serving in your home. Keep serving in your community, in your workplace. Become a servant there. Serve people. When you are with your customers, your clients, co-workers, neighbors, keep that heart that you are willing to do things for the community, for the family, for whoever is near you, just to serve. Develop that servant's heart within yourself. That will keep you from the fall. And hang out with people with the same heart. Success is not a problem for a believer. For the glory of God, I can tell you that I am a successful believer. I am a successful person in, in life. Success is not the issue, my friend. The issue is if we lose our humility. The issue is if we stop serving others. The issue is if we suddenly we don't put our trust in the Lord but we put the trust in ourselves, in, in our capabilities, in our skills, in our abilities, 
in our own resources and the stuff that the good Lord has given us. That's very tricky. Don't make that mistake. I wish you a beautiful night and I thank you so much for watching and connecting and share this message if you want to bless somebody else. And remember here in Victory Church, we invite you all the time to join us. Our Sunday worship service, Sunday, 10 a.m. You are welcome to come. 2400 West 81st Street in Odessa, Texas, Victory Church. Thank you so much for watching and connecting. See you next time.